Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you Ritual for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. On the website for his company, Strategic Perception Incorporated, Fred Davis includes this Steve Jobs quote right beside his bio. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. It's a fitting mantra for the Republican strategist who always defies the status quo. Welcome to part two of our interview with Fred Davis. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. He's the biggest celebrity in the world. But is he ready to lead? With gas prices soaring, Barack Obama says no to offshore drilling and says he'll raise taxes on electricity? Higher taxes, more foreign oil. That's the real Obama. I'm John McCain, and I approve this message. That's the ad celebrity. Fred made it for John McCain. It's an interesting illustration of how Fred thinks about his own clients. 
you made the Obama ad, the anti-Obama ad um, called Celebrity. That's one of my favorite political advertisements in, on the negative side that I've seen. And I wonder, I think that theme is so, it's almost like you were foreshadowing <laughs> the Donald Trump movement. So when I put that together with people like John Kasich and John Huntsman, who are my dream candidates, right? John Huntsman is, I, if I could write a person to be the president, it would be John Huntsman. He's a fabulous person. You're right. And and not a celebrity, right? Like he has a cool factor. And I, and I know that you tried to work with that with the motorcycle ad. Do you think that we are at a point now where you really have to have that that Obama charisma, the Donald Trump name recognition, what do you do as a consultant with a person who is a really decent human being who takes the job very seriously, wants to talk about the issues and the complexities in the world that we're living in? The, the answer I give those people, and there's lots of those, is that, that they have to be a rock star. And they have to be a rock star just as long as it takes to get elected. The, the people that you're talking about who are really in it for the right reason, who are decent Americans that think America could be in better shape, and I have lots of clients like that, they don't want to be a rock star. And so I always use that term, but then I say, well, let me tell you what I mean by that. When you walk into a restaurant in blank, whatever state it is, people need to turn and look. People need to go, you know, pat their little child on the shoulder and say, there is blank. Someday, Tommy, if you, you know, eat your Wheaties and do your studies and everything, you could grow up to be like him. And I think the world will be a better place because we elect him. That's way more important. And and that, I use the rock star term because it's more important than, for example, agreeing with Hillary on her position on Obamacare, say. That is that there's not a lot of emotion typically in a one issue vote like that. You, I want my people, if, if we represent them in most cases, I adore them. Uh, John Kasich, I had no trouble promoting John Kasich because I adored him and I knew his heart was in the right place, but he wasn't a rock star. And so every time I would try to do something, or let's say the, the Super PAC team would try to do something that gave him a little bit of that rock star <laughs> pizzazz. I'm thinking in particular, uh, he would be the first to say that he had a couple bad debates in the middle of that long stream, stream of debates. I think he was mortified to be on the stage with a couple of those people. Um, he just, he, he didn't think that that circus atmosphere was what presidential politics should be like. Those are reasons that you like John Kasich and that a lot of people like John Kasich. But because of that, he was overlooked in in a couple of the debates. He tried in one of them. I think people probably told him, I couldn't because I couldn't talk to him. But I think some people probably told him, you're going to have to shout and yell to get noticed and get attention and mention in these debates. So he did that, but that's not... John. And so all of a sudden he was forced to be, to kind of try something that he didn't, that wasn't natural for him and it didn't come off well. So in, on our side, the super PAC, we had to do something to take attention away from that. And one of those was, this was right at the time that Donald Trump had his helicopter at the Iowa State Fair. 
and was giving the, you know, they had the drawing and 20 kids or something got to go on helicopter rides over the state fair. <laughs> I mean, that has never happened in presidential politics. <laughs> that was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen, as was the use of his airplane. But they both worked fabulously. So we rented a helicopter that looked just like Donald Trump's. It was the same brand of helicopter. And we, I don't know if you saw this ad, but we shot a tight shot of the front of the helicopter and it was rising up through the frame as lines went by that weren't spoken. I don't think, I think there were just lines like he's a, one of the, he's extre- extremely successful. He's created thousands of jobs. He's done making you think it's about Trump. And then as the helicopter gets out of the frame and turns to fly away, we had painted Kasich really huge on the side of the helicopter, just like Trump had on his helicopter. The purpose of that was to detract attention, (laughs) take the attention away from a, a debate performance that was not his best and turn it to this ad thing. Well, we hear through the grapevine that John Kasich hates that ad because, and you know, if you look back through my career and the ads that we've done, that is mild, as you well know. (laughs) I mean, we have demon sheep, we have giant rats in Georgia, we have all kinds of things. And when we did Arnold Schwarzenegger's governor's race, every single ad ran backwards. The footage ran backwards. Birds flew backwards, cars drove backwards, every single ad for a year. So we do things that really, really are different. All we were doing in this time was kind of taking a witty approach to the helicopter. And John didn't like it because John is a serious guy. And so for the most part, our Super PAC ads remained serious after that with with a couple of exceptions. They had to stand out because we didn't have as much money as the other people did. And we ended up the last man standing other than Trump, which we're very proud of. I'm a big fan of Rick Snyder, and Rick Snyder's had some troubles with the Flint water crisis. I I told some reporter a couple months ago, right after the crisis came up, they were saying, well, you know, is Rick going to try to dodge it and change the subject and all that? I said, absolutely not. I said, by the time Rick Snyder leaves office, because he's term limited out, by the time he leaves office, I can guarantee you this, Flint, Michigan will have the best water system in the world because that's what Rick does. Rick finds problems and he finds ways to solve them. And I absolutely adore that about Rick. But when Rick was running for, uh, for governor, he's, he's been reelected. So this was maybe five or six years ago. He, uh, I, I was hired by John Weaver. And I'd never met Rick Snyder. I'd never heard of Rick Snyder. And in typical Weaver fashion, he called and he said, Fred, you're going to be doing the media for this guy named Rick Snyder. He's running for governor of Michigan. Great. What's his background? Well, he's a business guy. He's never run for anything. He's never run for dog catcher, city council, mayor, nothing. He doesn't know very much about (laughs) about politics, but he's a great problem solver and a really good guy, and oh, by the way, you're having dinner with him tomorrow night in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and you're filming him the next day, and we need the ads up on Sunday. Well, I know nothing about him. So I go to Michigan that the next day, and I walk, go straight from the airport to this restaurant, the West End Grill, and the first time I see Rick, there's a round table in the corner, and 
there's my seat, the empty chair, but there's Rick and you can tell which, which one he is because I looked him up. I knew what his picture was like. And he was the guy that saved gateway computers twice. So he was a, a wealthy guy and very successful entrepreneur. And I knew what he looked like. And so I started at the other end of the round table and introduced myself. Hi, I'm Fred Davis. Hi, I'm Fred Davis. Hi, I'm Fred Davis. And I get to Rick and I said, and you must be Rick Snyder. And I'd been pretty impressed looking at him because he looked like a governor. He had, you know, gray hair like I do. And, and he looked smart and all that kind of stuff. So I get to him and he goes, oh, hi, Fred. And he had this really <laughs> terrible little voice. And my heart just sank. Because I didn't think, oh, my God, there's no way <laughs> this guy's going to be a rock star and get elected. So I carry this little black book on those first meetings I have with people and my pen, and that's it. And we had dinner. And during dinner, I learned the most amazing things about him. I learned that when he was seven years old, all he wanted for Christmas was a subscription to Fortune magazine. And then when he turned 12, he really got out there and wanted to add Forbes magazine to his subscription list. He graduated from high school at, you know, like 10 or so, you know, really young. He got both his law degree and his uh, CPA early at, at uh, I think, Michigan, University of Michigan. I mean, he's just, he was a genius sort of guy. And he w went into the accounting world, and one of their clients was Gateway, and Gateway was doing poorly. And he gave them some advice, and they liked the advice. They brought him in to try to turn the company around when it was sinking. He did. They, he put it on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, he's still great friends with uh, Ted Wyatt, the, one of the brothers that owned the company. He was just a great, good guy. But the whole time he's telling me these stories – He's telling me in that horrible little voice, <laughs> and I'm hearing to myself, at the end of the dinner, he looked at me, and he says, well, Mr. Hollywood, he goes, what are we going to do to win this race? And I opened my book, and normally, I'd, by that point, I'd have taken 10 pages of notes. I'd written one word down, and the word I wrote down was nerd. And I'd written it down early. He sounded like a nerd. He had this computer nerdish background and accounting background and early achiever background. All this added up to nerd. And so I said, well, Rick, the way I look at it is Michigan has tried Republican governors and Democrat governors and male governors and female governors and stern governors and happy governors, and nothing's worked. You're still 50th out of 50 in most categories. I said, I think, and I couldn't look at his wife who was across the table because I thought she would kill me. So I looked him right in the eyes and said, I think it's time for a nerd. And his wife, who became a wonderful friend, uh, shrieks out immediately, said, oh, honey, that's you. And I thought, wow, bingo, this worked. <laughs> and he loved it, and the other people loved it. And then I called John Weaver that night and told him about it, thinking he would think I was crazy. And he said, well, I think we need a toughness element to it. Let's call him one tough nerd. I said, okay, great. <laughs> and I sat up all night long writing nerd ads, and we filmed nerd ads the next day, and we broke the campaign in the Super Bowl in a 60-second ad. And the rest is history. He won the primary against several statewide office holders. I think we won by an eight-point margin. Because why? Because one tough nerd is a slogan, 
and, and taking what he really was and not changing it, but showing that that could make him a good governor, made him a rock star. And he went from absolutely nobody knowing him when he walked into Applebee's to people applauding when he walked into Applebee's. And to this day, people still talk about the nerd. He's called the nerd wherever he goes, and that's how he's introduced. That unusual element is what got him elected. Donald Trump's unusual element is what gives him a chance to get elected. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pantsuit. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day. Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. With all the challenges that come from working in this industry, we wanted to know how Fred got started and why he continues to do this. 
my father died when I was 19. I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I, he was in the PR business, and I, I was an acting major in college in Texas. And I was home for Christmas, and I didn't have any clue what to do with the, with the business or anything. He had a small PR firm, but it was the real Shishi firm in Tulsa. Had five employees, and I, you know, I, I did what I thought I was supposed to do. I tried to sell his company to his competitors in Tulsa, and there were quite a few of them, maybe 10 or 15 competitors, and I had a list of them, and I went door to door and had my list of my dad's clients, and all of them claimed to be my dad's best friend, and then as I was leaving each door, before the door hit me in the butt, they were calling those clients, you know, thinking, hey, we sure don't need the kid with the long hair and the goatee. <laughs> That's a way at college. We, though I, part of the deal was I wanted to work for them uh, to learn the business. We'll just go get these clients directly. And it, their, their plan worked. They got all the clients but one. But fortunately, that was the biggest one. And it was a real estate company called Freitas Properties. And they gave me a 30-day trial based on really liking my dad. And what I found out quickly was in the PR biz, it's who you know and your personal personal relationships. And they knew my dad. They didn't know me. And they, like everybody else in Tulsa, they thought I should have just given my dad's business to them. Well, I'm the oldest of four kids. My mom was sort of of the era of when moms didn't work. So I suddenly became the breadwinner, and I, I couldn't just give this away. So I, the Freitas people gave me 30 days, and then that went, made it to 60 days, then 90 days. And in a, in a short period of time, I, wasn't being, I could tell I was not going to be able to get the stories in the paper and TV that they wanted because these people were out to get me, sort of. And so I went to the Freitas people, and I said, hey, listen, you know, we – plan a story, and then you wake up on Sunday morning nervous to see what they actually put in the paper. What if we just buy an ad, buy a full page in that newspaper, we design an ad, and then what's going to be in there is exactly what you want to have in there. And by the grace of God, they said yes. And suddenly I was no longer in the PR business, I was in the advertising business. And from that day forward to this day, my uh, reason for being was to stand out, to be different, to be creative. So I was sort of blessed with a half business brain and half creative brain. And so I could figure out what a client in, in those cases, in those days, none of it was political, what a client needed, but then find some way that really stood out to promote that through advertising so that they didn't have to spend as much money as they would if they were using some other agency. And that worked pretty well. So I had myself, I was an only employee for maybe a year, and then a girlfriend of mine started working a couple days, half days for me to help. And by that time, I'm maybe 19 or 20, and things went pretty well. And by the time I was 21, I think we had 25 employees. And then we maxed out somewhere in the 75 range. And so I did that for 18 or 20 years. And I wore a coat and tie every day for 18 or 20 years. And I worked seven days a week 
18 or 20 years and, you know, really, really learned how the real ad biz works. And then the only political things I'd done were for my uncle. And I don't remember the year, but he was really young. His name's Jim Inhofe. He's a U.S. senator from Oklahoma now. And he was running for governor at, you know, like 30 or something. And so I was super young and he didn't have a chance of winning even the primary because he was running against a guy that, you know, was a, an icon in Republican politics in Oklahoma. Yet we did ads that really stood out and were different. And Jim won. And then he lost the general election. We were out of money, took every penny we had to win the primary. And David Boren, his best friend in politics, won and became governor. And Jim then decided to run for mayor of Tulsa. So I did that. And he ran five times. And the last of those five, he was running against the local weather caster. And for some reason, one of those little family feuds that you have, we didn't do that race. And that was the only time Jim lost. So I think he, he thought, you know, it's probably a fluke, but he, he thought that was his good luck charm or something. So after that, he ran for Congress a number of times. And somewhere in about the mid-80s, I moved from Los Angeles. I'm sorry, I moved from Tulsa to Los Angeles. And it's a long story why I did that, but it was just a bigger marketplace. And Jim called me in 94 and he said that David Bourne, who had gone from governor to senator, was leaving office, stepping down two years early to be the president of the University of Oklahoma. And Jim was tired of being in Congress, tired of being 100, one of 100 and one of 400 plus members. And he wanted to take a shot at this Senate seat. And if he didn't win, he'd move on and do something other than politics. He was running against Dave McCurdy, who was a very attractive Democratic candidate. He was starting, I think, 15 points down, which in a Republican state is pretty bad. And McCurdy was very strong. And Jim and I, he didn't have much money. So the deal we made, which I quickly want to say we don't make these deals anymore, but the deal I made was that I wouldn't charge him to do his advertising, but I got final say on what went on the air. So that was our deal. And my goal was to try to show that all these techniques that the real ad world used, like using emotion and humor and great music and great lighting and great cinematography and all these things would actually help political advertising instead of just what I call the cheesy yellow flashing headline ads that had been around forever since the dawn of time. And so we did some of the most unusual political ads ever. They, they are still talked about today. I'm giving a speech tomorrow, and it's the, I'm starting with the first ad that we did for Jim Inhofe, which was a bunch of grizzled, tattooed, toothless convicts dancing in pink ballerina t- uh, tutus, or whatever that word is, to show that Bill Clinton's uh, vaunted 100,000 new policemen on the street, boots on the ground, was bogus, that there, were a lot, there was a lot in that bill that was, that was not good. And long story short, Jim won. And we won by a pretty substantial margin. I think we had a 30 to a 45-point turnaround just in the last 40 days. And so all of a sudden, Jim Inhofe's a senator, and I had never heard of the Polly Awards, but the Inhofe people 
entered our ads in this thing called the Polly Awards, which is the Oscars of politics. And we won a whole lot of awards. I didn't, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even go to get them. Somebody else picked them up. And because of that, my phone started ringing. So long, this is a long way to say I never intended, number one, to be in the advertising business, <laughs> and number two, to be in the political advertising business. But I came to love it dramatically. There's a, a, several differences between the corporate ad biz, or let's call it the retail ad biz, and the political ad biz. But one of them is the time frame. Like, we still have corporate clients, and I'm thinking of one right this minute that I will not name, and we do maybe six ads a year for them. It's a great big national company. And we start the ads for 2016 sometime maybe in 2014 or early 2015, and we submit scripts, and they take three months to review them, and they come back, and we send them back to them, and it's this laborious, time-consuming process. It used to make perfect sense, but in politics, when I was doing all of the McCain ads in 2008, uh, Rick Davis and Steve Schmidt would call me at 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning with the new plan for winning the rest of the race, and they would tell me where Senator McCain was going to be that day, Kansas City maybe, and we would be on a chartered jet headed for Kansas City. My crew is based in Nashville. They'd be headed on another jet to Kansas City. We'd meet the senator. I'd have written the script in the plane. We'd shoot it. A plane would take it to our edit facility in Tulsa, and it would be on the air that night. Once you get used to that pace, the laborious, drawn-out pace of the corporate world is almost painful. It's like, uh, do you remember the old song in, in After the War, how are you going to keep them down on the farm after they've seen Paris? It's sort of the same thing. Once you get the adrenaline high of politics, it's very difficult to go back to the rest. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. 
Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code PANTSUIT at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Okay, so listening to Fred gave us some nuance about political advertising. The economic pressures on the candidates are fierce. They need to cut through the noise so they can stand out and have their messages be heard. But what about the substance of it all? And we wanted to know where Fred thinks all of this is headed after 2016. Our show is, you know, we're not a debate show. We tell people all the time, we're not crossfire. Our purpose here is to talk about how things are very complicated and both perspectives are needed. All perspectives are needed. And how can we get to common ground? And I feel like what we are constantly advocating for more complexity. How, how do you help candidates get complex messages through? Or do you even try? Is that even the point most of the time? It's not the point of what I do. Mm -hmm. The point of what I do is the opposite of what you're saying. <laughs> it, it clearly is to get people to come together and forget their party lines to an extent, as Mark McKinnon would say, and John Huntsman. But it's, uh, it's to, you know, to make your state or your country or your congressional district better. It's to make your life better. It, 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 I think politics gets too down in the weeds. And I know that's different from complexity. It's creativity to stand out so people see your ad. Well, I have a follow-up, too. I was just reading this really interesting article about, since you just talked about, you know, sort of the success of these ads and that we all accept that marketing is, you know, political campaigning or advertising is so important. There's this really great article on Vox right now said that says <laughs> that basically Donald Trump isn't a gift to political scientists because he's not doing 
at least the traditional, you know, money raising and campaign structure that we all assume is essential. And he's going to give everybody the chance to, I mean, you know, you now you have a universe in which nobody does it and we can really weigh the impact. And I'm wondering what you're thinking about that with regards to marketing. I mean, she's bought 117 million worth of ad airtime. He's booked 700,000. I mean, what if, I do not think Donald Trump is going to win, but you know, what if he does? What if he does better than expected? I mean, what's the impact of if we just, if we see maybe you don't need um, this sort of moment? Or is he just such a unique beast, you really can't draw lessons from it? Oh, he's a unique beast, but if he wins, I think, it's, believe it or not, I mean, my speech tomorrow is based on there being a 50-50 chance of either winning. And I know that sounds shocking right now, but the election's not today. We haven't even had the conventions yet. And he's, I understand he's orchestrating a very untraditional convention, which oh, if he does I know. That makes me so scared. <laughs> he does it with the same success that he did the debates. He revolutionized political debates. What if he revolutionizes political conventions? And then all he has to do, the, the, the Democrats have done a really good job coalescing behind Hillary. They had their own fight with Bernie, big internal fight. They didn't have 17 people running against one another. They didn't have a Donald Trump, but they did have a Bernie Sanders. I mean, a admitted socialist in America. That's a big deal. And young people got behind him and were all excited. They didn't really know what a socialist was. You know, my daughter didn't know. My granddaughter didn't know. My grandson didn't know. And even when I would explain it, eh, in one ear, out the other, he's fun, he's interesting, and all that. So I, I think that the Donald Trump that comes out of the convention and the Hillary that comes out of the convention, you, you know, you, you look at Donald Trump is boisterous and outrageous and says crazy things. Well, on the Democrat side, you have somebody that's could a fairly decent chance to be federally indicted <laughs> for a number of things. And if you saw the movie 13 Hours, you could build a case that she was somewhat responsible for the deaths of Americans. So you have two very controversial people running for that race. I don't think it's a, a given that she marches into this as a victor already. Right now, today, she would. I totally agree. It would be a landslide. But there's, there's things happening. And as Donald Trump becomes more and more traditional, uh, as Corey gets pushed out of the Trump campaign and Paul Manafort takes more control, that's going to make Trump more traditional. He will never be a traditional politician, and he shouldn't be. That isn't what got him there. You, you dance with the girl who brung you. And uh, he he needs he will continue to be unusual and interesting. Hillary will continue to be kind of the face of the past. Trump the face of the future. So you know a betting man would maybe in my case would slightly give Hillary uh, the odds, but not much. Not the way it looks today. But if you've noticed, money has started to come in as he's chilled his rhetoric after the judge comments have sort of faded away. I think you'll see a, a very close race. And I, I, would, I would not be surprised if Donald actually won. Thank you so much to Fred Davis for joining us. And thanks to you for listening. You can find all of our episodes on www.pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. We'll be back with a new discussion of this week's events on Friday. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. 